Thank you for listening to Preaching the Word with Nathan Deitch. Welcome again to another episode of the Mysteries of God's Word. Today we're going to be looking at the call of Abram. We're going to begin in Genesis chapter 12. Now the Lord said to Abram, Go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I'll show you, and I'll make you a great nation, and I will bless you and make your name great, so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and him who dishonors you, I will curse, and in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Now we learn that Abram was called from his kindred and his father's house. And that helps to clarify the timing of when God gave Abram this promise. Last week, we learned that Abram went with his father, Terah, and his nephew, Lot, from Ur of the Chaldeans. And they headed toward Canaan, which was the promised land. But when they came to Haran, they settled there, most likely because Abram's father, Terah, was unable to go further in the journey. So this promise that God is making to Abram was made before they left Ur of the Chaldeans. We also get further clarification on this timing from Joshua chapter 24, verse 2, and Acts chapter 7, verses 3 and 4. In Joshua, it tells us that the Lord, the God of Israel, long ago called your fathers who lived beyond the Euphrates, and Terah, the father of Abram, and Nahor, and they had served other gods. So God called Abram when he was beyond the Euphrates, and he was serving other gods. And then in Acts chapter 7, verses 3 and 4, we really get the details from Stephen's speech when he says, And God said to him, Go out from your land and from your kindred, and go to the land I will show you. And then he went out from the land of the Chaldeans, and lived in Haran. And after this his father died, and God removed him from there into this land, which you are now living. So we learn from Stephen's speech that it was in fact in the land of the Chaldeans in which God called Abram to go from his land and from his kindred. Now this calling on Abram's life, we might say, is the prelude, what becomes formally the Abrahamic covenant. These promises that God is making here in Genesis 12, 1 through 3, God will continue to reaffirm in Abram's life. And God will declare a covenant with Abram in Genesis chapter 15 and formalize the covenant in Genesis 17. This promise to Abram is an everlasting promise. It's an everlasting covenant. And it's not only reaffirmed in Abram's life, but it's reaffirmed in the immediate children of faith that come from Abram, both Isaac and then his grandson Jacob. This promise is foreshadowed for all of history to see through the sons of Jacob, the Israelites, as they are brought out of Egypt 
into the promised land by God. However, Israel's journey through the wilderness and into the promised land, while this is real history through a real people group known as the Israelites, was done by God symbolically to show his eternal promise to the world. As the Apostle says in Romans 16, 25, and 26, that God is able to strengthen us through the preaching of Jesus Christ according to the mystery that was kept secret for long ages. But it's now been disclosed through the prophetic writings that have been made known to all nations according to the eternal command of God to bring about the obedience of faith. You see, brothers and sisters, Israel's journey that is displayed for the world to see in these prophetic writings is so that it might bring about the obedience of faith through the gospel of Jesus Christ. As Paul says, to the only wise God be glory forevermore. Israel's journey and their kingdom in the promised land is a foreshadow of this eternal promise God has made with the true nation of Abram. Those who will live by faith in the Messiah. The eternal covenant promise will culminate in a millennial kingdom when Christ will reign on the throne as the true David and the King of Kings. That's described in Revelation 20. We also see these promises throughout Scripture, such as in Ezekiel 20, Ezekiel 37, Zechariah chapter 14, and Micah chapter 4. And finally, Christ will reign in the new heavens and the new earth. Let's take a moment to examine the elements of this covenant God is making with Abram, who will become Abraham. God says, I will show and give you land, or the promised land. God tells Abram that he will make him into a great nation. Later he says he will be the father of nations. Thirdly, God says he will bless and protect Abram, and he will make Abram exceedingly fruitful. And finally, the fourth promise we see here is that through the seed of Abram, through Abram, the earth will be blessed. And that is talking about Christ himself, that Christ will come through Abram. Galatians 3.8 reads, And the scripture, foreseeing that God would justify the Gentiles by faith, preached the gospel beforehand to Abraham, saying, In you all the nations shall be blessed. So it is through the seed of Abraham that the earth is blessed through the Messiah who is yet to come. Jesus himself said in John chapter 8 verse 56 that your father Abraham rejoiced that he would see my day. And he saw it and was glad. What an amazing statement by the Messiah, Jesus Christ that reveals that Abraham rejoiced in the fact that he would one day see the coming Messiah. Abraham is known as the father of nations, and he believed God when it was promised that through his offspring the nations would be blessed. But ultimately, his faith was rooted 
in the promise of the coming Messiah that would come from the seed of Eve and crush the serpent's head. Abram is the father of all of spiritual Israel, all believers. And Abram saw the day of Christ from afar. He saw the continuation of the seed that was the lineage of the Messiah through faith in God's promise. And in verse 4, we see that Abram went as the Lord had told him, and Lot with him. Abram was 75 years old when he departed from Haran. And Abram took Sarai, his wife, and Lot, his brother's son, and all their possessions that they had gathered, and the people that they had acquired in Haran. And they set out to the land of Canaan. So here we see that Abram is obeying the command of the Lord that he had received back in the land of the Chaldeans. And now that his father has passed away, Abram is obeying the original command God gave him. He's packing up all that he has, bringing his wife and his nephew with him, and heading towards the land that God had commanded him to go. Abram passed through the land at the place of Shechem to the oak of Morah, and at that time the Canaanites were in the land. Then the Lord appeared to Abram and said, To your offspring I will give this land. So he built an altar to the Lord there, who had appeared to him. So Shechem is the first place that Abraham comes to in the land of Canaan. It's an area that includes a hill and some plains. It's about 40 miles north of Jerusalem. And we learn that the Lord appeared to Abraham here. So this is the first physical manifestation of God to Abram. We see at different times early in earth's history, from the Garden of Eden up through the patriarchs, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the way in which God interacted with his faithful servants was to appear as a theophany, interacting one-on-one with mankind at special moments. And here, God is confirming to Abram, this is the land I'm bringing you to. And he does so in person, solidifying to Abram that this is what he's been walking in faith toward. However, the promise God gives is a future promise. In fact, a very distant future. It's actually an eternal promise that will be for the welfare of all people through faith in the Messiah. From there, he moved to the hill country to the east of Bethel and pitched his tent with Bethel on the west and I on the east. And there he built an altar to the Lord and called upon the name of the Lord. And Abram journeyed on, still going toward the Negeb. We also learn the second location Abram stops at and pitches a tent, which is between the town of Bethel and Ai. And he builds an altar here as well. He built an altar at the first location, at Shechem, and here he builds an altar between Bethel and Ai, and he calls upon the name of the Lord. And we see that Abram will continue on his journey, going towards the Negeb. The Negeb is an arid region of Israel south of the Judean hills and east of the Philistine plain. 
It has the shape of that of an hourglass turned on its side. It is the third location that Abram travels to in the Promised Land. It's certainly no coincidence that these three locations are mentioned, because Jacob visits the same three locations when he returns to Canaan from Haran. In addition, these same sites are those that Israel will occupy in their conquest of the promised land under Joshua. Join me next week as we see Abram walk in fear rather than faith when he enters Egypt because of a great famine in the land. Thank you for joining me, and God bless you this week. with all your heart and do not lean on your own understandings.